Xbox on. Game on, baby! Woo! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Xbox Party Chat Podcast. This is the second episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Uncle Jesse, and along with me, as usual, is Ross. What's going on, brother? Oh, I'm doing well, Jesse, yourself? I'm doing just fine, just fine. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in New York, and I think it's really late there in uh, Scotland. What's going on? What's going on over there? It's dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> Time differences. What yeah, can do about exactly. Them? But uh, yeah, no, it's it's totally fine over here. Just being very Scottish-like. <laughs> very, very Scottish. So, just as a reminder, everybody, this is uh, the official podcast for the Xbox One subreddit. Uh, we really like to cover basically a lot of the, the cool and upcoming hot topics over on the Xbox One subreddit and bring you some exclusive, awesome interviews. This week, later in the show, we'll be bringing you an interview with the Xbox support team, as well as we'll be doing our fun little reading rendition thing of the Time Knife 3 script <laughs> that the lucky contest winner for the subreddit uh, Quantum Break contest won. Um, uh, so, so Ross, what's going on with you, man? What are you playing these days? Um, at the moment, I have just started the Gears of War beta. Shut up. Which I won't go into too much detail. I mean literally 15 minutes. I'm very very envious of you right now i'm still waiting on my code man i'm still waiting on my code where where is it at man coalition where's my paper well, I, not- code? <laughs> I noticed in the subreddit today actually they were picking up on that some people had it and some people didn't but you know my initial impressions is it's is, is, is gears it's gears so i'm going i'm going to be happy it, it, so <laughs> it looks i was watching um some video footage of it that people put up on on youtube and it looks so buttery smooth it's uh it looks it honestly looks smoother than other online gears games that i played in the past it just looks I don't know how to put it other than just it looks really smooth. It's got to be that 60 frames per second yeah, smoothness. Is, so yeah. <laughs> what about yourself? What are you playing? Uh, I just f- finally, finally was able to start up Quantum Break. I'm a bit behind on my gaming, like a lot of people. Uh, caught up with a lot of work-related stuff and just overall projects that I'm that I'm working on. But was able to... Finally get that started yesterday evening and loving every minute of it just as I anticipated I would. Uh, What sort of jumped out at me initially, though, is just the audio. Uh, I'm wearing some surround sound headsets just so I can be fully immersed in the in the game and man, the audio details in that game. I'm just I'm really loving. I'm really loving in the uh, uh, the voice acting that they've put in there. It's just, it's top-notch. It's top-notch. I'm fully enjoying it, though. Can't wait to get through the rest of the game. Fantastic. So, just want to say thanks, actually, to this community about all the comments and everything that we got last week. It was unbelievable what a response we had. It, it seriously was... Uh, a, a, 
I don't want to say it was shocking, but it was definitely uh, a little shocking. I don't know. I was, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but man, oh man, was it a flurry of messages. And it was just, Ross and I were, I think, (laughs) chatting all day, like nonstop about different comments that were coming through or... Uh, you know, refreshing iTunes to see where we're, what spot we're in. He was checking the UK side. I was t- checking the US side, and it was just really, really an exciting uh, experience. And it it sounds like a lot of people really enjoyed uh, that first episode and um, that interview with Major Nelson. So, yeah, we hit number five in the US charts. That's right, baby. No, that's thanks to you. So remember to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating as well because it really does push us up and makes Jesse and I feel quite good about ourselves. That's that's right, it does. does. Uh, And also, as a reminder, if anybody was experiencing any sort of issues accessing the podcast through iTunes, uh, our, our trusty podcast guru here, Ross, was able to get that all sorted with the iTunes support team. So that should be all there and ready for you to listen and consume regularly (laughs) well what's been happening this week in the subreddit jesse yeah i mean you know uh, aside from some of the the hot 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 topics that are there there were a few that really stood out uh in my mind and one of those being this uh, this idea or this story that uh, user Jamie Davy posted about GameStop. Yeah, I noticed that. So that's the story about GameStop launching a publishing division. And I think they've already signed, was it? I'm just going to load up this subreddit right now. Uh, Ready at Dawn, Insomniac, Frozen Bite, and Tequila Works. I- yeah. So I suppose the thing to ask is... GameStop, who is a retailer, and they're now going into publishing, do you think they know what they're doing? No. Can they be trusted (laughs) not to force GameStop-only DLC? No, I'm sure they've got some deep pockets there. I mean, they've they've obviously made a ton of money, and they're quickly realizing that the market landscape is changing. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in another few years, I wouldn't be surprised if buying physical games at stores and doing the whole sellback thing that they do, uh, if that sort of just goes by the wayside. Like you, we don't have record stores anymore that you go and buy CDs. Um, there's barely places, I mean, you can go and buy DVDs, but uh, we're already seeing that as people buying those digitally more and more. Uh, I think it's going to be the exact same thing. So I-, I see why they've done it. Do I trust that they know what they're doing? Mm, that's sort of, <laughs> uh, I've got to wait to see how that goes. But in my opinion, this could be a, a disaster or it could be something great for them. Yeah, well, I suppose it's adding length to the business, isn't it? You know, right. having other avenues or revenue streams and things like that. But, you know, ultimately, they are only going to be looking out for themselves. And a bit like how people moan or are unhappy about platform exclusives and want your box to be able to play anything, you know, who's to say that they don't 
only sell certain aspects of the game or the game itself only in their store. And that's not what I'm saying they're going to do. But, but it could happen. Yeah. I mean, we already see, I don't know how it is in the in the, in the Europe, but in the US, we have, in my opinion, this huge issue of exclusive DLC for games that are tied to retailers. Um, are we going to start seeing some other type of trend like that here if they if they go into this into this mode i i don't know i mean it's it's uh, i see it as a problem i i don't know i mean it's sort of waiting to see more information on this but it sounds like i'm just surprised that they honestly have these names already lined up and signed to them uh, and it sounds like there's already games in the works that are coming this summer from, I think it was Insomniac has a new game that's going to be coming out through them this summer. So it's, uh, I guess, you know, just in a few months, we'll really see how this all pans out. It's the same in Europe as it is in the States by the sound of things. And uh, our UK retailers, mainly sort of Amazon and um, Game, for example, they do have exclusive DLC. And I'd I just don't want it to go down that route. I don't think it benefits anyone. Um, but the developers that they've purchased, they are quite heavy hitters. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, there's there's some big... Uh, the one that really stands out for me is Insomniac. I'm, uh, Ratchet and Clank, that's a... <laughs> Not a that's not a small that's not a small gaming title. IP, yeah. yeah, IP. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm very interested to seeing what comes out of this. It is still though a little a little concerning. But but again, I who knows? It's like someone else on the subreddit said. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. Three years from now, we might be thinking of GameStop in a completely different light. We you know it might completely turn their uh, business around it might can turn their perspective from the from their client base around from being this sort of uh, necessary evil in the marketplace <laughs> on the U.S. side to uh, you know a big name uh, publisher. I think sometimes as a consumer we forget how much publishers rely on retail shops as well because where do you buy your machine? Right. If these shops don't exist. So maybe from their side, this makes absolute perfect sense. And I can see them adding length, as I said, to their business. But is it going to be good for the consumer? Time will tell. Ross, I was going to ask you, um, uh, along those lines, you know, someone, someone submitted to us a question from the first episode. They wanted to know what our feedback was on pre-orders. Um, is it a big marketing ploy, uh, you know, especially with things like games going digital these days? Uh, do you pre-order games yourself? Um, I guess what's your, what's your input on that? Sometimes I pre-order games and it depends how much money I have in my wallet, <laughs> how much I really want the game. Gears will be pre-order for me because I'm a huge Gears fan. I'll be buying it anyway. And I like to know that I've got it day one. Now, I know that retailers do not run out of copies now. It's not something we ever really hear about. 
But on the same token, it's almost me showing my faith in the developer. Right. But there is certain games I will not pre-order, even though I enjoy them. And that's things like the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, I enjoy the games. I generally pick them up. But I'll pick them up later down the life cycle when they're cheaper. So I suppose for me, it's all about how much I'm hyped for that particular game. I was stung a bit with Watch Dogs. Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. That's an, I, I, I never got around to playing that. I, I did fall into the hype of that game, uh, but never got around to to picking it up. And I've heard there was a huge amount of letdown with that one. I queued up at a Glasgow shop at midnight, waiting for that game to come out, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> It's not a bad game, mm-hmm. but I had it built up in my mind that this was going to be the best thing I had ever played. And I promised myself I would not be drawn into that again. And um, I don't think now you'll ever see me pre-ordering a, a game like that again, unless I am total have total faith in the developer. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's, it's um, for me, pre-ordering... Um, I, I rarely pre-order games now. Um, actually I, I say that. And then I just mentioned playing quantum break. I did pre-order that game, (laughs) but that is a rare exception for me. I think what really drove me into that one was, um, some of the sort of the exclusive deals that you would get with that, which was the, you'd be able to play it on windows 10. Uh, if you pre-ordered that drew me right in to it Uh, and i hope to see more of those types of uh pre-order exclusive deals in the future um but in general i I don't really pre-order games all that much um i I know some some places in the u.s you get additional discounts if you pre-order so uh certain stores will give you maybe ten dollars off the game if you if you pre-order it or not ten dollars off the game they'll give you after you've purchased the game they'll give you a gift card for $10 or $5 or something like that that you can use on a next purchase. Uh, I used to do that a good bit. Um, and then, actually for me, it was it was uh, Battlefield Hardline. So your your experience, mine was Hardline. I, that was, I think, the last real game that I went to the store and I pre-ordered and, again, was just extremely disappointed. It's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. It's a fun game if you got EA Access you should check it out, but it was not worth $60 or, in my opinion, pre-ordering it. Um, but, uh, Russ, what's your thoughts again? I know we sort of briefly just touched on it, though, on the uh, on the pre-order bonuses. It depends on what it is. I'm not a huge collector like yourself, although you mainly 3D print your own stuff. That's right. And... Um, of like statues and models and things like that. I have my Marcus Phoenix statue, and I'm quite <laughs> happy at that. Um, but it would depend on what the pre-order is, okay? So I like a lot of my sports games, and I like Ultimate Team, and pre-ordering it was getting me packs for a game I was going to get anyway. Yeah. For Ultimate Team. I, I'm going to go I'm go for that. You know, that, that seems like a sensible deal. Because Metic items, not too keen on. 
Um, I, I don't know, especially if it's retail or exclusive. I was disappointed I didn't pre-order Alien Isolation because it had the Nostromo missions in it. Hmm. But then a few months down the line, they made that was in the UK anyway, ah. they made them available for purchase. See, that, that's, my, that's my thing. As long as that, if it's a timed exclusive, I'm completely okay with that. What I don't like, even with the cosmetic stuff, is um, if you pre-order from this location, you get this character skin or this exclusive gear in-game uh, versus this other store. I, I, I really, really do not like that. Um, and it drives me crazy because... If they're, I, I am the type of person that I want, especially if I'm into the game, I want all of that content. <laughs> um, and I think for the most part, a lot of these games do make them available post-release. But I can definitely think of some games, and no offense to your, your loved one, but Gears had in mind here in the U.S. where it had exclusive skins. And it's like you could only play as... I don't know, DJ Coltrane. I'm making things up. Oh, <laughs> don't you swear at me. Uh, yeah, so you had the Superstar Cole. Yeah. You had the uh, Onyx Guard. You right. had, um, yeah, you had a few that were only available from certain stores or doing what. Now, actually, if you go on to eBay or other popular selling sites... You actually notice there's still a market for these codes. Right. Because, like you, people want everything. Yep. And they are willing to pay for it. And where people are going to pay for something, there is always going to be a seller. Oh, that is exactly right. Not saying that I've ever, ever sold any of my DLC content <laughs> to, to, to help pay for some of those games in the past. But uh, I'm all too familiar with that one. All too familiar. <laughs> So for me, I think pre-orders is something that is never going to go no, away. No. Um, even as we move on to this digital age, there's still going to be incentives to pre-order this game. But I think they are going to get smarter on what they offer. Betas, right? So we talked about this last week. That is the go-to pre-order bonus now. Right. Right, it is. If you pre-order, then you get access to the to the beta they're they're giving you the privilege to help test their their product <laughs> but I, in some cases that is you know that's the big draw for people i've i will in some cases fall into that in most cases though i'm gonna skip out and hopefully get access to a public beta now that that's becoming more and so, more popular i'll give you an example and um, i had gears uh, Ultimate Edition, played it day one, okay, um, and that guaranteed me early access to a beta. Fantastic. Was going to get the game anyway, that is just an added incentive. But in the UK, if you are a particular subscriber to a mobile phone or cell phone uh, network, mm -hmm. um, and you logged in today, you could get a code instantly. <laughs> That's through their website. Now, that makes people reconsider yeah. about buying a product. And if they said there is no other way that you're going to get access to this week, 
you know, people could understand, but when they're giving it away through a cell phone network as well, is that as good? Yeah, that's... Uh, it just... It, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hype mindset. I know it's, it's, it helps promote things. It helps bring in additional sales for a lot of these um, companies, but it's at the same time, is it, is it hurting the consumer? Is it, is it off-putting one half of the consumer base with some of these things? Uh, actually, speak, speaking of this whole uh, pre-order, <laughs> pre-order stuff here, uh, I was just uh, opening up the subreddit and noticed one of the top comments here within the past few hours was uh, from Gift of Gab 24 that posted within the Xbox Game Store. There is, uh, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six uh, variations of Homefront Revolution, and on the Game Store uh, page, I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Xbox at some point here with a new update figures out a way to better display those uh those variations of your pre-orders for certain games <laughs> it does stop me looking at the coming soon section <laughs> it does. because it annoys me <laughs> i skip i usually skip right past it <laughs> and i don't know about you but when i first got my xbox one i clicked in every version to see what i could get now I just don't look. I just ignore it. It's exactly true. I just ignore There's it. There's even... So you've got the game, and then you've got a separate file for the pre-order of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that myself. It displays as bundle only, but it, it just annoys me. So maybe we should move on from pre-orders yeah, before I rant too much exactly. and we sound too negative on this. <laughs> podcast that we're talking don't get us wrong don't get us wrong love love the games love new games just uh, sometimes pre-orders can be a little meh (laughs) don't force them down my neck five months in advance so i could get a cosmetic item i think that's what we're saying Uh, i'll take i'll take his cosmetic item code though i'll I'll take that (laughs) the leopard skin code or whatever (laughs) i do not want to know what type of games you're playing (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say thanks to Jimmy Jack for that comment as well. So thank you for that. Uh, as a reminder, oh yeah, uh, before we jump over to the next topic, and again, just as a, just like you saw there with Jimmy Jack, if you guys have um, topics or suggestions or themes that you'd like us to chat about, make sure to include those in the podcast posting uh, after these are up. We, we love reading through those and definitely look at those and consider those when recording the show. So thanks again, Jimmy Jack. So, so Ross, another another topic there that uh, w- wanted us to chat about, which was from user Dean five five two six, and it was all about how he had this crazy video, and I don't know if you saw it, where he set up his uh, like a VR headset with his Xbox One and showed this immersive experience using. Uh, VR. I, I want to get what your thoughts on on VR, Xbox, and and gaming. Okay, I, I have been in a very lucky position that I have tried a few of the VR headsets um, now, and I personally love VR. And it's a bit not only for the VR games and for 
but for what he was using it for. Mm-hmm. A bit like yourself being a parent and not having a, a 3D printing basement. <laughs> um, basically, I my gaming time can be limited. Right. So one of my best features of my Xbox One is my Win 10 streaming. Mm-hmm. I can continue where I left off on my laptop when someone else wants to use one of the televisions in the house. Right. Without moving anything about. What he was doing would give me another dimension to that. <laughs> exactly. I could fully immerse myself in it while my wife watches television or or something like that. And that sounds absolutely fantastic to me. I was really, really intrigued when I seen his pictures and he went into great detail to explain his setup. Yeah, I mean, I was just shocked that, uh, you know, he was playing, I think it was Call of Duty he was playing, um, uh, and showed how that's not even a game that really supports VR, but the way that he was doing the the setup there, he made it have sort of like a virtual monitor in his VR, and then had it sort of wrapping around him to give him that virtual experience. And it sort of reminded me of, I've got a 3D TV that I purchased a few years ago. Not that I regret purchasing it, but I do regret purchasing it. Um, And how it had this option to convert non-3D like movies or games to 3D. And uh, I was all excited for it. And then it kind of started making me feel nauseous while I was actually using it. (laughs) And I'm going... I think this is so cool, but I can see myself at the same time getting extremely nauseous while playing it. <laughs> uh, but it's oh. it's it's, it's I, fr- I friggin I love tech technology. I uh, was able to try out the HTC Vive uh, at the Quantum Break event, and I don't remember the game that I played. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. But this um, seeing some big name titles using this tech is what has me extremely, extremely interested in this type of stuff. So, yeah, so is that your only experience of VR, or...? Um, only recent experience. Uh, I did get to experience VR back in the 90s, baby, uh, in the arcades with the really cheesy lawnmower man style (laughs) (laughs) virtual reality it was like i think ten dollar it was something ridiculous to play uh in the arcades and it was this huge i remember being like this enormous setup you had this huge headset that you had to wear um uh, to play and i'm trying to remember what it was that i was playing but it was sort of like you're just in this weird space and i don't even remember it being much of a game uh at this point but it just just super cheesy my first memory of VR was Disney Quest in Orlando, which was like a tech Disney center with VR games. Oh, yeah? And and I was a kid, you know, I was in my teens, mm-hmm. so it was only five years ago. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, that, that was my sort of first experiences of VR. I've been lucky enough over the last year to try the Oculus, I've tried the Vive, uh, I've oh, not wow. had a chance to try PlayStation VR yet so I can't do a comparison but I've tried Oculus maybe three or four times and I personally love it I'm not a person who is prone to motion sickness Mm -hmm. so it it hasn't affected me and it definitely did 
add to the game. Hall wins really appeals to me because I've still got a field of vision. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can you you're know, still you're still looking you're still looking around your environment. Exactly. Whereas that VR is fully immersive. Right. You know, you can't be looking about and I'll, I'll give you like a person, a friend of mine that I know um, was playing VR and he was sitting at a table um, and for whatever happened, he tried to move his hand down, forgetting that there was a table there. <laughs> and he actually put his hand like really quickly off the table and hurt his hand oh, man. just because he forgot <laughs> all about it. Um, I can't remember the name of the game. It's a bomb defusal one. Or something. I don't know. Um, but the... Uh, it's... I am more interested, I think, at the moment in augmented reality than virtual reality. I'm I'm torn between the both. And by the way, if if Sarah from the Microsoft store in New York City, if you're listening, I want to come in and check out the HoloLens. So <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm itching, itching, itching to try out the HoloLens and see what that experience is is really like uh, compared to uh, a VR experience. I mean, the the one thing that has me not even I mean, it's a, it's a little concern, but not extremely concerned or anything. Is is the with the Hololens, you it looks like you have a limited uh, viewing. Uh, I don't know if it's angle area, or, yeah, yeah, area. And, and I'm, you know, when you watch those videos, um, the promotional videos, I, I'm not clear on how that looks when you're wearing it. Does it look like it's a big space when you have it on? In the videos, it doesn't look like it's a a large area at all. Um, but I'm wondering if maybe when you're wearing the, the, the HoloLens, if it's, uh, you know, it appears larger. Objects appear larger than they actually are. It's something along those lines. <laughs> well, for me, bearing in mind that this is going to be very much a first-generation product, yeah. just like the you know the Oculuses, which have been through a few dev cycles and got better and better, HoloLens will probably get better and better oh, with every single one. And you know that area that you can see out of may get better, but I just I would love to have the experiences to say I could put on a VR headset and be totally immersed in a game for hours and hours and love it. But having a five-year-old running about my house, I really <laughs> don't have that option. So, so Ross, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we've got some exciting, exciting interviews here lined up for, for our guests here. Uh, do you want to just sort of open things up to the, the group that we're going to be interviewing here in just a few minutes? Yep, certainly. So we, after la- or after last week's uh, amazing interview with Major Nelson that I couldn't be there for, sorry about that, guys, we now have lined up an interview with Xbox Support. All right. Hey, everybody. We are very excited to be bringing you guys another wonderful interview. And today we're with some lovely, lovely members from the Xbox support team. Before we jump into the interview, just wanted to uh, re-announce who's with us on the line. So I'm one of your hosts, Uncle Jesse. And along with me is my co-host for the show, Ross. Hey. Ross, you want to say hi? 
Hello. And then we have also brought back in Reese from the Xbox One moderator community here to help us with the interview. How's everyone? Good, man. Good. So give us a little bit of uh, background. What's going on? What's your involvement with this with the team that we're about to have on for the for the interview? Okay, yeah. So, like I said uh, earlier, I'm thrilled to be back on the show, uh, and I've got in my my bag of goodies for today, the uh, Xbox support team. Um, if anyone doesn't know, we have uh, the official Xbox support team is uh, has an account on our subreddit, and they basically have partnered up with the mod team to provide some actual tech support on the sub to our subscribers and help anyone on like a sort of a one-to-one basis with any issues that they uh, might be having with their Xbox or whatever. And they they respond to all threads that we have tagged with the uh, tech tag. And we're super glad to have them on the sub. We love you guys. Right. We love you guys too. <laughs> that melody of voices there, I suppose it would be interesting for you all to introduce yourself just so the listeners know exactly who they're speaking to. So one by one, I'll let you sort of order yourselves by the introduce and see what you do. Yeah, that works for us um, because there's there's a, there's several of us here. Uh, I am Trip, aka Serb, on the the subreddit. Uh, I'm a Maka or Chris in real life, if you want to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sean, or you guys will know me better as Beep. I'm Quimby, also known as Jake. And I'm Quinzel, also known as Missy. And the first girl ever on the pod. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Only took two episodes, and we got it. <laughs> I was a little nervous there. Good quality. <laughs> so, so what do you guys? Uh, I guess what do you guys do exactly for Xbox support? Can you tell us a little bit about your your jobs? So, the short version is uh, we're how do I say it? We're all about being the voice of the community. Um, the, the cool thing, since we, uh, all, all five of us here, we work both on the Xbox One subreddit and we also work on forums.xbox.com. Uh, the cool thing about both of those places is, uh, you know, threads can have more than one person in it. So, you know, if you're on a phone call, you're only talking with that one person. If you're in a chat, you're only talking with that one person. But the really cool thing that we have is we have the ability to see and respond to multiple posts in a, just a single thread. So that means that, you know, the community can all collaborate together and bring us feedback about what they're seeing, which allows us the ability to take what they're saying, be the voice of the community to our internal teams over here and go, hey, guys, here's what we're seeing. Uh, What do you need from us? What do you need from the community? They can do, you know, whatever magic that they do and then hand us uh, back information and solutions that we can then bring back to the community and post in this thread and hand it to everybody all at once. it's it's a really cool thing to be able to uh, let see how the community surfaces uh, trends and stuff like that just on their own, and then we can take that and be the voice of the community for them. Uh, we're also really heavily partnered with the promotions team, which if you guys uh, bought Quantum Break and got Alan Wake and American Nightmare, uh, we have uh, big hands. We have our hands in the honey pot for that one too, um, helping make make sure that happens. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I guess I said short version, and that turned out to be quite a bit longer than I expected. But <laughs> the, the the super short version is, at the end of the day, we're gamers helping gamers. Um, we're part That's of this awesome. community, too. We love Xbox, and we're just out there helping our Xbox brothers and sisters. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. <laughs> 
not not to mention that it's um uh, one of the beautiful things about that versus you know uh, dialing into the phone phone line support is that it is sort of it, it's online it, it's it's mm-hmm. there and it's available so if someone has a similar issue and they google it more than likely that discussion thread will come up and they can you know see the whole the full history of the correspondence that that occurred there. It's a, that's a great thing. It's, it's a great day and age. That's for sure. (laughs) Exactly. We love it. And that's why we say that forums will never go out of style. I agree agree with that one. (laughs) I have a, I have a super important question that I know the entirety of the subreddit is, is just absolutely dying to know. And that is who is the best looking out of all of you? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the support guys. Sorry. Sorry. Right. (laughs) I think I think it's Ross, uh, hands down. But uh, <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say we're all the best looking, and I'm going to say we're all the worst looking. Yep. <laughs> In reality, it's just how diplomatic of you. <laughs> nice. Now, of course, you are gamers as well. You're helping out the gaming community, as you mentioned earlier. But can I just say one thing? Gears trailer. Who's seen it? What's your phone? Oh yeah, this, oh, yeah. this is uh, this is Jake here. Uh, I got to answer this one. Uh, I am yeah super excited for Gears Four. That trailer definitely pumped me up because uh, not not well. First of all, the uh, the visual the visualization in the trailer was fantastic. But when you add that epic music in there, once you yeah. add uh, Disturbed to that, any any time that you have that classic song covered by a metal band, uh, definitely uh, gets me pumped. So super excited for that. Superb, and also Titanfall Two. Titanfall 2 yeah. trailer dropped this week as well. What's your thoughts on that? Anyone excited? Yeah, yeah this is Sean, aka Beep again. Um, I'm extremely excited for Titanfall. I played a ton of it when on the original, and that teaser was perfect just because at the very, very end, of course, we all got the glimpse at a sword, and I feel <laughs> like that opens up tons of possibilities for crazy cool weapons. Like I personally would love to see like a gigantic hammer or something. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. hammer. Yep. <laughs> Just denting those mechs would be so cool. Oh man, I know. I'm I'm really excited. I'm super stoked. So it sounds like you all are gamers, which is great. Sure. Um, what are you guys playing at the moment? Uh, it's Maka over here. Uh, personally, right now, I've been playing uh quite a bit of uh Dark Sun with these guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> Division. Oh, the, the division, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I've also actually been playing Overwatch a little bit on PC, which I'm really excited actually to see it on the Xbox One as well. So super excited on that as well. Yeah, um, we actually all have been playing a lot of Division together. So uh, when we're working together here, we just go home and then start playing Division together. We're extremely hooked. I will say though that Jake Quimby, he's the most bloodthirsty person you can play. With. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we're in the dark zone, he's already like breathing heavily. He's like, "Come on, guys, who are we, who are we gonna shoot? I want to go rogue." <laughs> You're the one who always like shoots people though in the end and like go, makes us go rogue. Yeah, yeah. I know. Kind of it's actually not me that makes us go rogue. I get, I do get antsy though. I do admit. As soon as we get in the dark zone, I'm I'm ready. ready <laughs> I'm just waiting. So no, no risk, no reward. You know, that's that <laughs> yeah. it's it's all risk in that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
are you guys exclusively Xbox One gamers, or you guys play other platforms? It sounded like you you also mix a little bit with the PC. Just wasn't sure if you guys are on at Nintendo, PlayStation, anything else like that. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Serve Trip here. I will say that we are gamers at heart. We have all been gaming since we were, you know, like five years old. Like I. I'm reasonably sure that when I was in the hospital, my dad was figuring out a way to hook his Intellivision up to the hospital, uh, uh, to to the to the hospital TV when I was just born. So we've all been gaming for forever, and we, while obviously Xbox holds a very special place in our heart, and it's it's you know our diehard platform, we absolutely recognize and appreciate that other platforms out there are creating wonderful games, and we are uh, we are not gonna. We're not going to sit there and say, no, I'm not going to play an awesome game just because it's on some other platform. So absolutely, we're we're all over pretty much everything. Awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of same lifestyle and same uh, gaming choices, it sounds like uh, we as well have on yeah. our on our sides. At the end of the day, uh, you know, the majority of our friends and stuff are all on Xbox. So we, we, st- we stick with that pretty heavily. But yeah, we, we love everything. Now, we're entering into the season when all the shows start. And it doesn't start more spectacularly than E3. What is all looking forward to or hopeful to see more of at E3? So uh, this is Serb again. We we actually already hit two of my big things. Um, Gears of War and Titanfall. Um, I would love to see more of them. Um, I have been jonesing for a uh, an, another good uh, online co-op game. And I have so many fond memories of playing uh, Gears of War with my buddies and just, you know, they, they had such a cool way of doing the the story, you know, where you could play these two different characters, you know, like Marcus and Dom were off over here uh, doing stuff, you know, and you've got you've got Cole over here doing all sorts of stuff. So I would love to see that sort of split path stuff again. I have no idea what we're going to see. I'm really hoping to see more of that. Um, yeah, so this is Sean again. Um, one thing I'm really looking forward to is Sea of Thieves, actually. Woo! I'm really excited to learn more about that game. I've actually been watching a little bit of One Piece, which is an anime, and I've been totally hooked on pirates, so I'm uh, ready to be a pirate <laughs> myself. Can, can, I hear you, can I hear you give me a yar? <laughs> yar! <laughs> Come on, put your soul into it, Sean. Uh, I'm actually really excited, hopefully, to see some more uh, Skillbound. I'm really excited for that game. It's looking awesome. Oh, uh, this is Serp again. Uh, Maka, like, wasn't like two days ago you were talking about ReCore 2? Yeah, Re- right, ReCore and Skillbound are two games that I just want to see as like much about the two as I possibly can. Yeah. That's the, the ReCore trailer that we saw, I believe, last E3 looked really cool, and I have no idea what it's about, but I want to see it. Anyone else? Hey, Jake, Missy, are you guys looking for anything? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything that you guys mentioned. Uh, also, uh, Deus Ex, for sure, that's going to be a big one mm. for me. Super mm-hmm. excited for that. Record is the only thing I'm excited about. I'm very typical with what kind of games I like. So, like, what subreddits do you guys browse other than our Xbox One? There are other subreddits? I have what? heard. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, this is this is serving again uh, i think we all just kind of scatter to the four winds uh all over everything that interests us because uh we're all unique little snowflakes and uh what they look at is weird and stupid and what i look at is really cool um <laughs> I, personally i'm all over uh our twitch i i'm a huge twitch fan i've dabbled in twitch streaming myself um i 
pretty much if I'm relaxing or anything, I've got at least one Twitch stream open, if not two or three. Um, so I that's that's one of my favorite ones to get involved in. Uh, this is Maka. Uh, there's a few that I frequent quite a bit. Uh, YouTube Haiku is like definitely at the top of my list right now. Just a few like 15 second to 30 second YouTube clips. <clears throat> I also like uh, R slash games quite a bit. Just see what all the uh, happening and discussion is over there. H3H3 H3 Productions. I'm a, just <laughs> repping that. I'm a huge fan, so like yeah. that subject a bit. We're, yeah. we're all they are they are pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll pretty much echo what Chris said. I'm all over uh, YouTube haiku as well. Like, I'm really into that really silly humor that's pretty frequent on that subreddit. So, uh, yeah, I I have a blast there. Uh, I am definitely into uh, r slash no sleep. I like the. Uh, to dabble into the scary stories from time to time. Uh, also, pretty much anything that has the cute pictures of puppies and, and kittens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> de- definitely a bit of that. <laughs> Do you read the scary stories and then watch the puppies to calm you down, or what, what happens? <laughs> yeah, definitely that. that helps. <laughs> Our eye bleach. um i'm i don't go outside of xbox one subreddit much so i am very i I like sticking to one thing so it's i'm just boring sorry you're my new favorite person no that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh i I, this is uncle jesse and i don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, the video series that i do called last week on xbox one but a few weeks ago, I did a little skit on the Xbox support team. I just want to know, did you guys check it out? Did you get a chance to see it? I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on it, if, if you did. Yeah, we did actually see it. Uh, we all thought it was terrific because it shows that support is gamers like everyone else and that we can joke around with people. And that's what we really <laughs> love about Reddit itself is that people share these kind of experiences with having fun with support people. And we like having fun on there too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's great to hear that you guys aren't robots. That's not just some sort of automated support system. We pretend to be. (laughs) (laughs) We are are support robots. (laughs) They suspect nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so speaking of, uh, you know, folks out there getting a hold of you guys, what is, uh, what's sort of the best way or what are the options that are out there for gamers if they're having any issues to get a hold of the support team? Yeah, there's many ways. At least for us, you could reach out to us through Reddit, of course. You could um, create a new tech thread. We're all over. We actually even just have a separate bookmark just for tech threads that pop up. Um and we uh, check all those. You can also summon us in by typing in our username, r or u slash u, or I'm messing that up, slash u slash Xbox underscore support. Um, you can also reach out to us via our Twitter channel, so Twitter or at Xbox support, and then you can reach us at forums.xbox.com. So we're all over the place. Yeah, we, we really, uh, this is Serb again. Uh, our main goal and the whole reason we even reached out to uh, like the Xbox One mods and like Reese and everybody trying to get in, into Reddit was we want to be where the gamers are. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, we have forums and yeah, if somebody knows how to post on Reddit, they probably also know how to post on the forum. But why, why should they have to? Um, you know, you guys are already over on Reddit. You guys are already over there kicking butt. So why not us hop over there and join you guys? Um, so, yeah, we have so many different options. Pretty much anything 
we ha we have a little something for everybody. And yeah, the main ones that we dabble in are forums and Reddit, and we work very closely with the Twitter team. Um, they sit sit right down the hall from us and uh, are some excellent group of folks over there. If you want to reach out to at Xbox Support on Twitter, awesome. That's that's always great to hear. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up with the last question, and the last question which we're going to ask all of our guests. So if you're going to be a future guest, get listening and think of your answer right now. Which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch? And I'm going to ask all of you, it's not a collective answer, individually. Well, okay. what do you consider a classic to be? Exactly the question I was going to ask. I'm going to give you free reign because everyone has different age groups and could consider classic different to myself. Yeah, so what your true. definition of classic is. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I can go first. Um, go for it. This, this is Mr. Serp here. So classic for me is original NES, original Nintendo console. Um, that's the first video game console I ever played. Um, first game I ever played was Mario. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, and if you remember, on that same cartridge was a little game called Duck Hunt, <laughs> and uh, they, they you had a little dog there who was your little buddy, and he's your little friend, and he would get all the ducks for you if you if you shot him. But every once in a while, if you missed the ducks, that little doggy would start laughing, and I always thought to myself, even as like a five year old, I could take this dog out. Like if I if this dog was right here. I would I would take this dog out. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Duck Hunt Dog. The Xbox support would punch out a dog. <laughs> I, I knew that term was specifically family friendly. Specifically if it was laughing at me. Ah, ah okay. If the dog wasn't it, laughing at me, the dog's cool, but the second that dog laughs at me, it's on. Good to have boundaries. I'll go next. This is Beep and Sean again. Um I think I I'm kind of a little stuck. I don't know if you guys have heard of a game called Smartball on the original or on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, have you guys heard of that game? <laughs> I do not remember that game. No, okay. neither. Well, I there's a certain part, and I think this happens pretty frequently in the game. I'm just going off of memory because this is when I was really young. But the part that I remember actually crying in was um, when I was trying to cross a waterfall or get across a waterfall, and it. I, I guess this is kind of a weird answer, but if I could punch that waterfall, I'd totally would. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to imagine the image of you, like, thrashing around in a waterfall. Like... It'd be like a really bad shampoo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> or, I mean, it also... a good TLC song, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, true. I'd also punch the minecart from uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country. There you that go. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll go next. So this is Maka. <clears throat> kind of been thinking over it. Honestly, uh, kind of cutting it on classic game, but uh, Emerald Weapon from Final Fantasy VII. I hated that boss so much. I spent months trying to beat that stupid boss when I was younger. And yes, yeah, screw that boss. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Weapon's pretty badass. You think you could take him out in one punch? I... I I'm pretty sure I could at this point in my life. I've been, I've been practicing. He's been training. Yes, yeah, since he was a child. Doing push-ups, doing crunches every day. A whole lot of P90X for the last <laughs> few years. <laughs> P90X on Xbox Fitness, right? No. Yeah, on brand. I had to go Xbox Fitness. 
this is Jake, and uh, mine was kind of a toss-up between two. I'm going to probably sound like a horrible person for saying this, but uh, so one of the first ones would definitely be Echo the Dolphin. Uh, back this doesn't like dolphins or dogs now so this sounds terrible uh, so and and uh, if, if I didn't uh, if I didn't knock out echo it would be um, probably dr. B from uh, Tekken 3 because in my opinion he was just the worst character and he was the hardest one to fight because he'd fall on the ground and just scoot across the ground and pop <laughs> at you so he was probably the worst one so probably between those two I'd say Oh, man. <laughs> Please don't say another animal. I'm not. <laughs> um, I, I actually had three, but I'm going to pare it down to two. One of them is anybody who can play her well, but Ivy from Soul Calibur. Oh, if I yeah. Uh-huh. I shout them, well, actually, maybe it's just the person playing her, but regardless, she juggles <laughs> So well when you have someone who knows her combinations, and I hate it. The other one is actually the prince from Katamari. I don't. He's he's so smug. I just want to punch oh, him. Oh yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> My other one was an animal though, so I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> I swear we all love animals. I love dolphins. I really do. <laughs> animals, His name was Renoir. <laughs> All right, well, we just wanted to say thanks again to our guests here from the Xbox One support team. We cannot thank you guys enough for all the hard work that you guys put in. Uh, I can't imagine all of the crazy requests that come through to you guys (laughs) on a daily, weekly basis that I'm sure you can't go into detail about on this show. But we we really do appreciate it. And thank you guys for being involved on uh, the subreddit and and joining us for the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the kind, kind words, man. Yeah, thanks no. so much for inviting us, and we'll have to set up a division play night sometime soon. Woohoo! Let's let's do it. Sounds like we've got our next uh, uh, Xbox One game night uh, event for the subreddit. Oh yeah! So thanks to Reese, Sean, Missy, Chris, Jake, and Trip. I never had that written down. It's all to memory. <laughs> for joining us. Um, Glad we had that interview. It was really, really entertaining. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Now, I want to raise a little discussion point with you. And it's something I have just seen on the subreddit. And that is EA Access. Is this oh, I do the best deal in gaming Access. right now? A user has posted, in fact, several, that FIFA 16 has now entered the vault. And being a European, loving my soccer, just so you know what I'm talking about, you know, I'm happy that I did own the game anyway, but I'm happy if a new player base comes online so that I can beat them, basically. Uh, That's right, I'm talking to you, I'm going to beat you. (laughs) But yeah, what is your thoughts on EA Access? Is the money that you pay for it, do you feel as if you have good value when games as big as FIFA 16 are getting added? That is by far, you know, the, the EA Access is the easily the best deal on the Xbox One. Easily, easily the best deal. I think there is something like 18 games in their library right now. Uh, it, on the U.S. side, it's, what, $30, $30 a year uh, to have mm-hmm. access to those games. 
plus there is um, uh, timed demos for brand new games like uh, what was the Yarny game uh, Unraveled, yep. um, Plants vs Zombie Two, or Plants vs Yeah Plants vs Zombie Two, a, a number of games. Wow. Battlefront, yeah, yeah, Battlefront, and what's you know those, and they're not just you know one hour access, and in a lot of cases, I think they're what twelve hours. I think the Battlefront, ten, yeah, ten hours, I think ten. it is. Yeah, like I used all ten hours of my Battlefront trial and then bought the game. I haven't played too much since I bought it, but I did buy the game based upon the ten hours trial. Um, there's also being a FIFA fan, they gave me that ten hours five days early and for a player who loves playing ultimate team i could get my team up to scratch (laughs) before more of the player base came online and you know you can become quite competitive you know using your 10 hours to to your advantage but um i can't imagine not having ea access now you know What's next? You know, there's still Tiger Woods, probably. On oh, no, I've just said Tiger Woods, haven't I? <laughs> Rory McIlroy, PGA Tour. Uh, well, I don't know about you. I still refer that to be Tiger it, it Woods is. Golf. It, it's Tiger Woods Golf, and it will always be Tiger Woods Golf. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's. I hear what you're saying, though. It's it's. I'm going to be the same way uh, with uh, the new Battlefield. Uh, inevitably, there's going to be a new Battlefield game that's going to come out and there's going to be some early access if you're a ea access member and i will be all over that uh when that's announced it's it's again i think it's something like 18 i think it's 18 or 20 games now with this edition with the addition i was just looking at this the other day um with the addition of fifa now it's Pretty crazy the amount of games that you get for that uh, amount of money, even though they're what a year old in some cases, a little older than that. Well, it's FIFA came out in either September or October, it's less than a year, it's not too long. Yeah, no. Um, the soccer season here is still going. We've got uh, European championships can, in the summer. You can call it football, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but not, every, not everyone will. <laughs> Madden's in there. <laughs> Madden is in there. I'm not going to lie. The only reason I know the rules to what we call American <laughs> football, what you say football, is Madden. Yeah. That is the only reason you, why you, I know you, how the rules to it. You know what my my issue is is all right. What do you when you're playing football, European football? What are you kicking around? Are you kicking around a soccer ball or are you kicking around a football? A football. <laughs> Well, never mind that. No point do we call it soccer. <laughs> no, it's not a soccer ball. Oh, but um, in my mind. But yeah, no, wait, back to the EA access. Wait, for me, as I said, if you haven't got EA access, you know, you can pick up a month subscription, pick it up because it is probably worth it for Peggle. It's um you know what the 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 other sort of the last bit that I had on this was um They've just recently, I think it was with Dead Space on backwards compatibility, you can now get 360 games with EA Access. So if you, for whatever reason, maybe just bought an Xbox One uh, and missed out on the Dead Space uh, games with gold where you get it for free and then can play it on your Xbox One, they now have backward compatible titles through EA Access that you can download. I think Dead Space is the only one there currently. But uh, Plants v Zombies as well, the original um, like handheld game version of it. 
but yeah, like that that opens up how many great three sixty titles yeah. made by EA have we missed? Right, exactly. And you know that could just add to the catalogue. If you you're right, if you're just jumping onto the Xbox, uh, just getting an Xbox just now, you can massively increase your games library with the games of gold and also EA access. There's a lot of it's a good great, content a great day and age, at good friend. prices. <laughs> now, it's a moment you've been waiting for. Clay, I'm going to pass it over to you <laughs> to introduce <laughs> the single most fun I have ever had on a podcast. That's right. So, we had the absolute pleasure of getting the almost entire moderator community of the Xbox One subreddit together to do our reading of the award-winning, Oscar-worthy script for Time Knife 3. You can check it out here now. Okay, so everybody is here. Uh, We've got the entire mod team at the ready to read out the winner of the Quantum Break fanfic script contest. Congratulations to the winner. You... Mecha Chipovera, Chipovera, I've already forgotten how to say it. Well, screw it, your, your name is difficult. Um, and we're all good to go. You good to go, boys? Indeed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so first I'm going to read the context. Surprising no one, Time Knife and Time Knife 2, The Reckoning, are the opposite of failures. Everyone loves them and will not watch any other film because the Time Knife series is real good. The sequel is more of the same good stuff from the first film. And so acclaimed screenplay writer man person Bruce Livingstone decides to write and produce a third film, much to the approval of everyone on Earth and the universe. Unfortunately, he cannot write because he is actually saving the world with his wife, Sophia Amaral, and so leaves the job to his best friend and confidant on Reddit. All right, and I will be reading through the listing of our characters for tonight's show. The part of Tyler Burton as Bruce Savage will be played by none other than yours truly, Uncle Jesse. Sean Ashmore as Jack Joyce will be played as Mikey J. Raymond, a.k.a. Mikey. Aiden Gillian, as Paul Marine, will be played by Classy Turkey. Jeff Bridges, as Slobo, will be played by Train Ass, a.k.a. Matt. Kate Beckinsale, as Sophine, or Sofine, I'm not quite sure what the pronunciation of this, <laughs> this name is, is also played by Matt. Jackie Chan, as George Washington, will be played by Delicious Cheese. Sylvester Stallone as Goons, also played by Mikey. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Lawrence. And Lawrence oh, and here we go. First Lawrence Fishburne as the narrator, <laughs> played by Ross. AKA. AKA. Scottish. Yeah, the Scottish Morpheus. <laughs> and Sam Lake as himself, uh, or as, as Reese might be picking that role up there. Time Knife 3, Leaps and Breaks, written by some person with a hard name to pronounce. (laughs) Act 1, exit black space with a few stars but not a lot and maybe a planet 
Knight. Bruce Savage has just spent an hour and a half during Time Knife 2, The Reckoning, passing the second test given to him by Sophine to make sure he is the chosen one, and now he is ready. A well-loved 80s song is playing, even though it's the year 2001. I've just spent an hour and a half during the second film passing the second test given to me by Sophine to make sure I am the chosen one. And now I am ready. Bruce, I need to be sure you are the chosen one. Even though we have a child named Ukraine by Immaculate Conception, the Galactic Alliance of Time needs to be certain. Also, we're in space. Without suits, I don't understand. George Washington and Slobo immediately appear, also without suits. To answer your important question, Sophie, the reason we are able to be in space right now with only a few stars, but not a rod, without suits and oxygen, is by the power of Bruce, the chosen one. Ah, uh, yeah. Bruce waits for the audience to stop laughing at Slobo's hilarious catchphrase before speaking. I will prove to the Galactic Alliance of Time I am the Chosen One. I will save us from Paul Marine. Bruce stabs himself with the titular time knife. (laughs) 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 And the knife extends, going through Sophine. George Washington and Slobo, they vanish from space. Now, for no apparent reason, We enter a giant green X-shaped building during the day. Bruce, Sophine, George Washington and Slobo appear in a hallway crowded by mainly people in futuristic suits. You can tell that this is the future. I've teleported us here using the time knife. It is the future. This giant green X-shaped building is the gate headquarters. We need to look for the boss of Gate. I see him now, even though I was unfamiliar with him before. The boss of Gate, Jack Joyce, sees the group, but especially Bruce, whom he believes is extremely attractive because he is his <laughs> <laughs> because he's extremely attractive himself, and extremely yeah, attractive people recognize other extremely attractive people. <laughs> Bruce, we've never met, but I feel like I know you. I am the boss of Gate. Good work becoming the chosen one. Bruce has a sudden inclination to call Jack by the nickname Iceman. I've always been the chosen one. Suddenly, Bruce looks at Sophine in a strange way. He points at her with his gigantic flexed bicep and equally large forearm which resemble a sweaty French-style pork-roasted pork wine and man-muscle form. Beefy. He stares at her for several minutes. Wait! You're not so fine or so fine. You're an imposter! Bruce 
Bruce pulls off Sophie's elaborate costume, complete with female genitalia <laughs> and mammary glands, <laughs> to reveal, in fact, she was Paul Marine this entire time. In a shocking and surprising twist, which is also very enjoyable and does not resemble M. Night Shyamalan's tide trope at all whatsoever. It's true. <clears throat> it's true. I've been Paul Marine this entire time in a shocking, surprising twist. I time traveled back to the future, into the past, in order to reclaim a time artifact shaped like an A-track tape, which was sent by an alternate you in the future. But then I used it to go back to see Sophine. So fine. I'd set up an elaborate plan with actors in the first film to make sure you are the chosen one. But she really did all that in order to learn your weakness, which she told me she married me in the future and I impregnated her before she left in the past. To the past. Now I'm here to avenge my actor named Sean Bean. (laughs) <laughs> who actually a very nice guy who shouldn't be killed in nearly everything he's in. <laughs> a montage of the first film plays with a totally rad popular 80s song. Recapping the events which has led Bruce to become the chosen one. Upon hearing the twist, Bruce looks shocked and surprised and waits a minute for the audience to fully appreciate the complexity of the situation. Oh man. I've planned this elaborate scheme to gain access to Gate HQ. Now I'm here and you are finished, Bruce. You are also ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish my line before you continue your line. As I said, <coughs> you are also ugly. At least I'm not dead. What? Time to die! Paul's goons enter by breaking through the window with tear gas and flashbangs and smoke grenades. There is an epic fight, and everyone is bruised. But eventually, after a long time, the goons, Slobble and George Washington are defeated, and only Jack, Paul, and Bruce are left standing. Avenge me! No! Paul disappears using the time artifact shaped like an 8-track tape, Bruce and Jack are last seen hugging. Fade out. Do I need to read that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Reading it. <laughs> Act two. We're now at a helicopter pad on a glass building rooftop at night. The subtitle fades in and we're in Remedy Offices, Finland, 2016. Paul is walking across the helicopter pad, about to get into his private helicopter. But Bruce and Jack are behind him, ready to end this fight. Paul, you are finished. 
How did you get here? I made Finland impervious to time manipulation. Paul, you're done. You forget, Paul. Bruce isn't using any time-bending artifacts are, are, anymore. Are you just, are you just gonna steal I my totally, lines? I, I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Speaking of talking before someone's finished, you forget, Paul. Bruce isn't using any time-bending artifacts anymore. He is a chosen one now, even more than he was at the beginning of the film. He has undergone a highly detailed character development process and brought us here with his. Powers. <laughs> I totally that. I'm sorry. Paul, you are over. Wait, Bruce, can we talk this over? Even wonder about life, Bruce? We can fully understand the meaning of existence, Bruce. After I show you, Bruce, you will be very happy to know the truth. Join me, Bruce. I am interested. All you have to do is Google search the true meaning of gate. Go to the site and create an account. No! No! You tricked me! You are ending! Jack gives Bruce an ice gun which shoots ice bullets. <laughs> Paul and Bruce fight an even better fight than the first film, which was the best film fight ever. Jack watches at the end of the fight. Paul is being held by a headlock by Bruce with the ice gun aimed at his head. Jack watches. It was ice to know you, Paul. Wait, Bruce. The ocean will kill us all. Bruce and Jack look around the building to see a large ocean has covered all of Finland. And the universe. And it's getting bigger as time goes on. That's not an ocean. That's an ocean? It's, it's a, a lake. lake! The ocean suddenly forms into the shape of one man named Sam Lake, who owns Remedy and all of Finland, and probably the universe. He glides over to the three men. I am Sam Lake, owner of Remedy and a mysterious, magical, mystical land of Finland. I created you, Bruce. Together, we shall stop Paul. No. Please. Help me. Um, <clears throat> Bruce looks at his watch, given to him by Sophine, and autographed by Sophine. Also fine. No one's quite deciphered what her name actually is. <laughs> Slobo and George Washington, their pictures are inside the watch, which Bruce holds and lovingly looks at from time to time when he gets sad. Oh, Paul, your time has run out. Bruce, Sam and Jack destroy Paul with one punch to the chest, face and groin. <laughs> <laughs> he disintegrates into a gajillion bitty pieces. Thank you, Bruce. Bruce. The, world the world is, is safe, safe now. now. There, is there is peace. peace. No, 
Thank you, Sam and Shaw. I, I mean, Jack. A Radiohead song plays for no reason. <laughs> Near the end. <laughs> I can't believe that we've just finished another episode, Clay. That time just disappeared for me. Now, if someone wanted to get a hold of us, Clay, how could they do so? Ah, the best way to get a hold of us is over on the Xbox One subreddit. There is a wiki section that you can find the podcast and a listing of each of the episodes, as well as you can join in on all the fun conversations there. Or... You can also contact us on Twitter at X1PartyChat. So thanks everyone for joining us on episode 2 of Xbox One Party Chat, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Make sure you keep all them comments coming and again, we love your interaction. So please keep it coming. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm keeping it that way. Perfect. <laughs> so we'll catch you again next week. See you later. See you later. Perfect, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> perfect aside the time. This is exactly what Mecha, Mecha Pterodactyl was envisioning when he wrote this, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Mecha Chiropractor, whatever. Or Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Mecha, Mecha, like Mecha Bat. Mecha Bat. That's what it is. Mecha Bat. That's all we know. <laughs>